Good evening. This is Melvin Thornhill. And this is Robin Thornhill. Welcome to Destiny New Image Ministries Podcast. We invite you to enjoy Destiny New Image Ministries Podcast, Episode 30. The image of power is the image of Christ. Enjoy. This is episode number 30. Tonight, I will be discussing the image of Christ. In John three sixteen, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his greatest gift, which was his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who came to bring salvation to mankind. Now, the second greatest gift is the empowerment of his image, which is the body of Christ. Tonight, I will be covering who Christ is, what Christ's mission is, and what is the source of power to fulfill Christ's mission. Let me read a few scriptures to you just to share with you about Christ. Number one, who is Christ? Before we get to the scriptures, who is Christ? The term Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is the Greek term for the term Messiah in Hebrew. The term Christ means anointed one, the one chosen to be the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world, the one who has set, has been set aside to fulfill a specific purpose. The title Christ means so much more than what most people think of. Christ is a movement. Christ has purpose. Christ is transformational. So when you think of Christ, don't just think of it as Jesus's last name. It has much more content than what has been told throughout the ages. So, and also I want to share this with you. The church is called Christ also. So there is a double reference there. We have Christ, who is the head of the church, and we have the body of Christ, which is Christ's body in the earth. But both of them are named Christ. The church is named Christ, and Christ the head is named Christ, and they are one. Let me read a passage of scripture to you, and maybe this will help you understand it a little better. For in Romans, the 12th chapter and the fourth verse, the Bible says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ. Every one members 
one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, whether of prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering or he that teacheth on teaching or he that exalteth on exalting. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Each and every one has their own gift, but we're all members of the one and same self body. All members, but one body. Now, the next passage of scripture to, to bring this out a little and highlight it a little more is found in 1 Corinthians and the 12th chapter. And let's begin at the 12th verse. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Christ is one. Christ is not many. Christ is one. Although having many parts, Christ is still one. The head and the body, whether it's named the body of Christ or the church or the ecclesia, is still one and called Christ. For by one spirit, the Bible says, are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we all have been made to drink into one spirit, not more than one spirit, one spirit. And the companion scripture to this verse 13 would be in Romans. Know ye not, Romans 6, 1, know ye not that as many of you were baptized into Jesus Christ, not water, into the mystical body of Jesus Christ. You were baptized into his death. And the scripture goes on and shares with you exactly what took place and how you were resurrected with him. But all of that is a spiritual baptism, which is the companion scripture for verse 13. For by one spirit, I'll read it again, are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Moving on, verse 14. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the, the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now have God set members, every one of them, in the body as he hath pleased. Although many functions in the body, whether ear, 
with a hand, arm, leg. But yet they're still all one, one in Christ Jesus. Now, the greatest, the second greatest gift that God ever gave to us after salvation is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in the church, the body of Christ. So I just wanted to reflect on that today because this is a time and season about giving, giving gifts. And I want to reflect on the great gift that God has given to empower the church. Last week, we discussed the greatest gift of all, which was Christ Jesus bringing salvation to the world. Today, we're discussing the second greatest gift, which is the empowerment that is given to the church. And my last scripture I want to just share with you before we close out today. And that scripture is found in Ephesians. In Ephesians 4 and 11, it speaks of the gift that God gave to the church to empower it. After the resurrection, God gave gifts to the church. He empowered them with the Holy Spirit. And then he gave gifts. It says in Ephesians 4 and 11, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. When did he give them? When he ascended on high, when he led captivity captive and he took Old Testament saints who had awaited the consummation of God's great plan of redemption since their physical death in paradise, which was called Abraham's bosom. And Ephesians 8, let's, let's just back up a little bit. In the verse 8 and 10, it speaks and gives us understanding. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up from above all heavens, up above all heavens, that he might fill all things. From where did he give these gifts? The ministry gifts came fresh from the hand of the exalted Christ, where he now sits at the right hand of God in heaven. For what purpose did he give these ministry gifts? Ephesians 4.12. It says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, which is one with Christ the head. So we find out, my brothers and sisters, that God empowered the church for a specific mission. And we can find that mission once again in, in, in Isaiah, the 61st chapter. When Christ said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor, to the disenfranchised, to the has been, to those that are captive, to set at liberty, those that are bound. And the scripture goes on and on and shares more information regarding that. 
But our mission in the church, these gifts have been given to us to fulfill that same mandate that God had given Christ in Isaiah 61 to set the captives free, to set at liberty those that are bound, the disenfranchised, the has-beens, the also-rans, those that have been rejected and cast down, to restore them unto God. Once again, the Bible says that these gifts, these apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers were given as gifts for one sole purpose, for restore that which was lost in the beginning. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, 13, till we all come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. One, we will all become one again with these ministry gifts leading us, guiding us and teaching us in the word of God. So tonight, my friend, as I close out, once again, I believe that God has shared a powerful point here of the power of the image of Christ in the church, which is the body of Christ. And I hope that something that has been said this evening will touch your heart and let you know to always remember Christ and to keep Christ first in your life and remember the season that we're in, we want to remember and keep Christ first in Christmas. God bless you. Good night. We can't end the podcast tonight without giving those of you who do not know the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior an opportunity to get to know Jesus, to get to know the Father as truly our Father. So Melvin will lead you at this point in a word of prayer. i just share with you, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, Please simply pray the following prayer in faith, and Jesus will be your Lord. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. Your word says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I am calling on you. I pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart and be Lord over my life, according to Romans 10, 9, and 10, that if I shall confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I do that now. I confess that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. I am now reborn. I am a Christian, a child of Almighty God. Hallelujah. I am saved. 
You also said in your word, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And Luke eleven thirteen, I'm also asking you to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, rise up within me as I praise God. I fully expect to speak with other tongues as you give me the utterance. In Jesus' name, amen.
destiny. One destiny.